Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Paul Pelosi, that story has an Epstein twist. Yes, we're going to talk about that. Um, the president of the United States of America thinks that uh, his son died in Iraq again. And John Fetterman, um, he knows his inflation. All of that coming your way on a WTF Wednesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oney at the Coppins Show at the Pat Oney Show on social media. You know the drill by now. Please, if you're listening and this is your first time listening or watching the show, make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're rating, reviewing this program. And then that way you never miss another episode of Critical Thinking. How are you doing, Pat? <clears throat> oh, good as usual. I'm curious to what's go- what in the Epstein Island is going on with the uh, Pelosi family, but um, yeah, yeah, we have an ep- we have a couple of updates on the uh, the Paul Pelosi um, getting hammered story. Um, but before we get into that, Pat. Th- the details are so crazy, and the details of everything that I just mentioned, it's a WTF Wednesday. The entire program's just going to be WTF. Okay? So we might as okay. well rip the Band-Aid off and, and play our glorious music in that wonderful, wonderful WTF intro. <laughs> oh, I, I, I always get stuck, like, whistling around in... You know, kind of whistling the tune. Um, we also have another story that we did not uh, put in the open, and that is um, COVID amnesty, if I could say that word two times fast. COVID amnesty. That's that's that, that's on the tip of the tongue from the Atlantic, and, and we'll discuss that in, in a little bit. But before we get into all of the craziness and, and whatnot, there's nothing crazier than the Paul Pelosi hammer attack story. And we've heard all the conspiracy theories. We've heard the narrative that the police put into their reporting, except for some of that reporting proves to not be true. Also, they saw no signs of forced entry, according to the report, except for uh, David, the individual. I'm not going to use his last name because it's a fake last name, by the way. Um He says he broke in. He says that he was going after Nancy Pelosi, wanting to attack her, kneecap her with a hammer, make her and then wheel her onto the floor of the United States House of Representatives. After kidnapping her, by the way, and then um, making the world understand that the people are in the power, not not her. Yeah, Mr. Patoni, um. 
exactly how what was your plan here i mean because if if that's the case and if that's the truth how is it that um what is it Cap- i'm assuming it's capitol hill security that's protecting their house in san francisco so the the uh, um the speaker of the house and the speaker of the house's family would get protection uh-huh. from the United States Capitol Police. Yes, you are okay. correct. It's not the Secret Service; it's the U.S. Capitol Police. Right. So, so it's the so it's the U.S. Capitol Police. You're telling me that if someone is coming into that house with that intent, that that the security is going to be that lax, and he's just going to be able to walk right in. Um. Oh, just wait. I, I I've got more detail on this story. Yeah, I don't buy that story. Um, according to Fox News and other sources, okay, because I also don't trust Fox News to get the story right all the time either. Um, U.S. Capitol Police were not watching the security cameras, <sighs> and <clears throat> they went full Epstein because uh, the security cameras magically didn't capture this. Allegedly. Okay, so. What yeah, were yeah, Paul Pelosi was the one who also allegedly was the someone in that police report who answered the door. Right. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So the person who got his head cracked in with a hammer is the person who answered the door. How serious huh? was his injury is my question at that point in time. Or do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, how the hell yeah, is somebody no, who I, got their it. head cracked in? With a hammer, mm-hmm. the person who answers the door for the police. Mike, my, my question is, who who in this case, especially with a with a family as powerful as this one? I mean, she's the third in line for the presidency. Correct. You're not watching the cameras, and you let some random dude, who by the way is an illegal immigrant from Canada. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you that detail because um yeah. um. um you're you're letting them right up to the front door. I I, I have a hard time buying that story. Either either uh, these group of security guards are really bad at their job, or they are complicit in something here. Or as Steve Days put it, one of two things is true. Number one, Pelosi's home had ridiculously lax security for such a powerful political family, and they were cosmically right. victimized by their own open borders of lunacy because of it. Or number two, they're lying. It's one or the other. Can't it be both, though? No. No. It can't be both. There's no way that I am buying. Because here's the third part of this story, right? Allegedly, at the arraignment, they presented evidence of a confession from David. Because, again, I'm not using his last name because he is a fake last name that they that they use. Because he's an illegal immigrant. Which means he won't get deported, but watch watch them actually deport this individual. Even though California, San Francisco, it's all amnesty and sanctuary, right? Watch them actually right. deport this individual. Watch that happen, because the Pelosi's deserve that. But Joe Plummer or Joe Janitor or Jane Janitor Jane house cleaner in poor Los Angeles County, right? Who have to suffer from violent gang activity and illegal immigrant violence and intimidation in their neighborhood. They're not good enough. They're not important enough to to have those people removed from the country. But the Speaker of the House, who actually wasn't even at home or attacked, her family gets that treatment. Watch that happen, Pat. Watch it. Now, I am not one to blindly trust anything at this point. I think anything is possible. Right. So to your point, could it be? Could it be both? Maybe. But... How does this keep happening? How the hell did the U.S. Capitol Police miss this? How the hell did 
All of that happened, right? The number of, like I talked about this the other day, right? The number of coincidences that would have to happen for me to believe the story that the police and David and, and Paul Pelosi and the media are putting out there, the number of coincidences that would have to happen on, is a cosmic level for me to believe their story. I'm not saying that Paul Pelosi was involved in a gay lover's tryst, right? I, that's a theory that is out there. I'm not saying that. But you're going to have to explain to me how we have 911 tape of Paul Pelosi calling in, calling in the incident, right? In which he says he doesn't know who this person is, and then less than 10 seconds later, names him and calls him a friend. Additionally, within that 10 seconds, Paul Pelosi is allegedly by the attacker, right? Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me that while I believe this person to be deranged and, and a moron, he is so stupid that he just blurts his name out for Paul Pelosi? And then, I mean, hey, my name is David so-and-so, and here's my social security number. What? What? Secondly, who the hell lets lets their quote unquote victim here, Paul Pelosi, in this case, right? Who lets call them just call the police? Right, especially since he's wielding a hammer and allegedly trying to attack him. Right, right. And then again, I go back to Paul Pelosi had to go to the hospital, have surgery to repair a fractured skull. Right, right. Yet he is that someone in the police report who answered the door. Also, the police in one breath have told the American public that there was no signs of forced entry. And now David, in his confession, says that he broke a window to get into the Pelosi home and that he hatched a, a harebrained scheme to kneecap the. OK, is it possible that he was so whacked out of his mind on drugs? that this could happen sure I, I mean people have done some really strange shit right right here's the sad reality though pat when i look at this story if you have the incompetence of the u.s capitol police the san francisco police department uh, potentially any sort of private security that was or wasn't there right and i'm gonna go with they didn't have any it sounds like. And also, where the hell did the like you don't have sim he, Paul and Nancy Pelosi are multimillionaires and they can't afford to simply safe their home. I live on I live not on the ground floor of a high rise pad, and I make sure I've got some security. What? What? What's the What's that song from Sesame Street? Uh, one of these things just doesn't belong here. And it's one of these things is not like the other. One of these mm. things doesn't belong. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the song. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of where this is going for me. How, how how is this effing possible? Again, this has got to be the most incompetent family of all time. Which I can believe. I can also believe they're lying. I, I just, David, just, I'm going to confess. You know what? Yeah, I totally did that. And I, and by the way, I was totally targeting Nancy Pelosi, not Paul. Because I totally expect Nancy Pelosi in the middle of knowing that the uh, Congress is not in session. Whoa, wait. She's out campaigning for, oh, wait, she's in D.C. Like, I'm so in, so into this, right, that I'm just, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I don't check to see that Nancy Pelosi's home first or in the state or in the city. Right, right. Well, because if, if you're there with that intention, you would think you would make sure that she's there and that, A, A you make sure she's there and B, that make sure that you could actually Again, get it. Drugs, right? Right, but, right. But, but. This is clearly something he had been scheming for a while. This is not something that like was just a I'm going to trip out on acid and decide to attack the uh, Pelosi house. And not how this works. So, again, my, you don't have 
a house manager. You don't have a security person whose job it is to literally sit at the front door as, all night long. All night long. All night. Hashtag Paul Pelosi's hammer didn't kill himself. I just, I just don't understand this. I really I don't. don't. What? The fire truck. Speaking of what? The fire truck, Pat. Um, I'm sure a lot of people in this audience have, have heard about this story that came out in the Atlantic. And this, this story came out on the 31st, so on Monday. From Emily Oster at the Atlantic. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Subtitle. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. So I'm going to start this with this premise and this question to you, Pat, because my okay. inst instant reaction is, what the fire truck are you talking about? Uh -huh. But as Christians and as Catholics, especially for me, I, I don't want to speak for, for the Mormon faith, but we are called to forgiveness of sin. Sure. We are called sure. to forgiveness of others. Does that forgiveness come without reckoning first, Pat? Does that forgiveness come without recognition of wrong? Does that forgiveness come without reconciliation? Does that forgiveness come without admittance of sin or admittance of wrongdoing or bearing false witness or yada, 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 right? Does that come without a recognition? Is it just blanket? Oh, you know what? I forgive you. No, not in my faith. Uh, I could make the argument both ways. However, no. Uh, it's like. As as a as maybe a, as as bad analogies go, it's like uh, wrecking your dad's favorite car, and then expecting him to forgive you for it. You know, which eventually he probably would anyway. Mm -hmm. But shouldn't you make it right? Shouldn't you apologize? Shouldn't you do anything and everything to to make your mistake right? Yes, you should. That's the same thing here with COVID. It's like uh, when we covered Ben Shapiro last week when he when he finally came right. out and said that he was wrong about COVID. No, he didn't. I, no, 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 no. He did gas. He gaslit us. But but what I'm no, saying, no, is, he did not come out and admit he was wrong. No, he did not do that. Let's be 100% real on that, and I want people to understand this as deep to their core as possible. He did not come out and say he was wrong on any of this. He came out and said, I was lied to. That is a massive difference. He still refuses to believe that he was wrong in December of 2020 to, to push the jab, and he pushed the jab all the way until roughly late 2021. He pushed the jab. He said, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. His problem is that he was lied to. That, that's it. His problem wasn't that he was wrong. His problem is that I was lied to. In, in my point, though, here, where, where I'm ultimately going with this is if, if, if he come out and said that he was wrong, right, um and done that it would be an easy it would be a fairly easy thing to forgive right like like hey here i was wrong here's why i was wrong and here's here's my pivot point right and, and that's what i was looking for from him instead what we got is hey man i was just lied to and i was trusting the information given to me except for all the rest of us the steve daces you and i Mm -hmm. Um, the Totters and the Peter McCullough's, the Scott Atlases, 
world-renowned epidemiologists, virologists, uh, family medicine doctors, um, you know, people in the public health sphere, uh, people all over conservative media, right? We were all on the opposite side, and you had access to all of that information. You refused to listen to it. You chose a side. Right. Why? Because you were fearful for yourself. And and I understand that. But to your point, Pat, right? The the I was wrong should come with no caveat. It shouldn't be I was wrong because I was lied to. It was I was wrong. It, it, it shouldn't it, be I was wrong, point. but I was wrong, but hey, I was lied to. I trusted other people. No, that's not how you are supposed to be the master of critical thinking, the master of of quick wit and quick thought, right? Mm. You don't get to play the somebody else got one led over me, me astray mm. when all of the information that we used, right, Pat? All of the information that we used for COVID nineteen. Where did that information come from? It didn't come from conspiracy theories. It didn't come from whacknut websites. It came directly statistically from the CDC, your state, the NIH, the WHO, um, government analysis all over the world. That is where the, our information came from. It came directly from them. We just used their information to tell you the truth. They were unwilling to do so. You don't get to play the victim. And, and I want to be clear on this. <coughs> because this is the problem that I have with this, well, we have to forgive anybody because we didn't know attitude. We just didn't know. <clears throat> no. No. No, 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 no. We all knew. We all had the opportunity to know. You just refuse to look for yourself. You refuse to be a critical thinker. You were part of the problem. Ben Shapiro and that ilk. You don't get to... Ah, it's a heuristic, right? He used that excuse. It, heuristics, meaning, meaning we can't possibly know everything about everything. You're right on that subject, right? You're right. You're correct. Except for when it comes to a matter of life and death, you don't get to do that. You do the research. You make a personal decision but you foisted your personal fear and your personal um, familial situation, Ben Shapiro, on everybody else. Now, can I understand those that that got the jab but didn't uh, try to force it on anyone else? Hundred percent. They got the jab. I, I could totally understand. So, well, hey, you got the jab for personal reasons. Again, our position totally all along that. has been make a personal decision based off of the evidence that is in front of you. Talk to a doctor. I would suggest that's the last thing you do, but make your own personal decision based off your health conditions, based off of your age, based off of whom is in your household, based off of your level of comfort, all that sort of stuff, based off of every piece of available evidence and make your decision. Nobody gets to judge you for that personal choice. That's it. There's a difference between us and Ben Shapiro on this, and I am not letting Ben Shapiro or Emily Oster off the hook for this at all because you all had the information or the ability to get the information and you refused to listen to it you refused to pay attention to it that is not a me problem that is a you problem but this article pat it goes on to talk about how in 2020 april 2020 uh they took uh a lot of outdoor hikes and doing all this stuff right to get out in los angeles right um they they had a hand signal that if somebody wasn't wearing a mask, they, they would stop or move or whatever, right? And then put the mask on. And then once another child got too close, uh, he yelled at the child um, saying, social distancing. In April 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly, vanishingly rare. Our cloth masks made out of old bandanas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But the thing is, we didn't know in April of 2020. Now, Emily Oster is a uh, professor or at least a 
visiting professor at Brown University, okay? She's teaching a class on COVID. And they've spent several lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic, discussing the many important choices we had to make under conditions of tremendous uncertainty. Some of those choices turned out to be better than others. To take an example, close to my own work, there is an emerging, if not universal, consensus that schools in the U.S. were closed for too long. The health risks of in-school spread were relatively low, whereas the cost to students, excuse me, whereas the cost to students' well-being and educational progress were high. The latest figures on learning loss are alarming. But in spring and summer of 2020, we only had glimmers of information. Reasonable people, people who cared about children and teachers, advocated on both sides of the reopening debate. There were not glimmers of information, by the way, in June or July of 2020 when it came to schools. Not glimmers. There was information from literally everywhere else in the world, Pat. South Korea, uh, France, England, Germany, um, Africa, the Middle East. We had information from everywhere else in the world. What was unique, New York, unique to America was that we continued to ignore that information rather than, hey, okay, we're seeing a wide swath of information coming to us and saying that reopening schools. Instead, what did we do? We bent the knee to the teachers union who used COVID as a political and professional cudgel against the rest of us to do what, Pat? Extract money. That's what they did. They extracted money from the federal governments, from state governments, from your property taxes to do what? It turns out that most of the money that was given to the states, to the local governments, to the local school districts was what? Used on administrative costs, not on costs to fix air venting and ducting and blah, 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 right? None of it was used to fix instructional stuff. None of it was used to enhance out-of-class learning, right? None of it was really used. I think it, the last I saw was something like 15% of that money was actually used in ways that would help kids' instruction in school. 15%. The vast majority of it, something like 40%, was used on administrative cost increases. We had the information in the summer of 2020, June of 2020, to be exact, Pat. I can roll the tape back if you want me to. Emily Oster is lying. This is the problem with all of this, Pat. And this is why I get so pissed off with the Ben Shapiro situation and this situation. It's not that, it's not that we shouldn't forgive at some point in time. It's that I can't forgive you if you continue to lie to me. Right. And you're continuing to lie to me because with the summer of 2020, near universal, all over the freaking globe, near universal, we have the information that told us going back to school was safe. It was safer than being at home for children, by the way. We had that freaking information in front of us. You just refused to listen to it because Ooh, the teachers' unions, they might be upset. But, but, we're supposed to believe there was only glimmers of information. This is the lie. Even in asking us for forgiveness, they continue to lie. Another example, Pat. When the vaccines came out, according to Emily Oster, we lacked definitive data on the relative efficacies of the Johnson & Johnson shot versus the mRNA options from Pfizer and Moderna. The mRNA vaccines have won out. But at the time, many people in public health were either neutral or expressed a J&J &J preference. This misstep wasn't nefarious. It was the result of uncertainty. Bullshit. 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 No, it was actually bullshit. just about preference. Mm -hmm. It was Here's, people going, I don't want to get two shots. I'm going to get one. Right. Um, Turns out all what? of them were non-effective. Not, not to mention when... They were talking about you know getting getting the jab initially and stuff like that, right? What, what do we know now? And the CDC has even come out and said this: they didn't do testing to test 
efficacy in terms of preventing transmission. They, they, they did nothing in regards to it, yet they touted that. They didn't have the research to back up the effectiveness of these jabs. They didn't do it. Uh-huh. Therefore, it is absolute bullshit. Like, you cannot, you, you can't say that. Can't. It's a lie. She continues, obviously, some people intended to mislead and made widely irresponsible claims. Who do you think she's going to tell us did that? Donald Trump. Because yeah. she goes like this. Remember when the public health community had to spend a lot of time and resources urging Americans not to inject themselves with bleach? That is literally not what the president of the United States of America told you to do or said about bleach. That is not what he said. Holy hell. That was bad. Misinformation was and remains a huge problem, but most errors were made by people who were working in earnest for the good of society. Here's the problem. Again, you continue to lie. They were not working in earnest for the good of society. That is an utter lie. Utter lie. Because if I, little old Andrew Coppins with no statistical degree, no big fancy thing, could poke holes in the Imperial College modeling or the IHME modeling way back in February and March of 2020, if I could have done that, you could have. And it wasn't about the good of society. It was about scaring the shit out of all of us. Now, she continues, though. Given the amount of uncertainty, almost every position was taken on every topic. You mean just like Anthony Fauci, right? And on every topic, someone was eventually proved right, and someone else was proved wrong. In some instances, the right people were right for the wrong reasons. In other instances, they had a persistent understanding of the available information. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's the key. They had a persistent understanding of the available information. The information was always there. That's the big lie these people want you to not understand. They don't they want you to believe that they just couldn't access the information. Just wasn't totally there and blah blah. No, it was all right there for you. When it comes down, I have no I have said this in the past pat on this program. I have no room for forgiveness for people who tell me I couldn't have known. No, when it comes to a life and death matter, when it comes to the the scare of the of the century, if you will, mm-hmm. you have a duty and a responsibility to yourself, to your family, and to everybody else to pay attention. Here's just just for argument's sake, let's just say they're right and we didn't have that information available, right? Let's just 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 for argument's sake for two seconds. If if that were true. If that were true, critical thinking would say, well, if I don't have enough information available, how can I make the best decision for me? And then at that point, it would be like, okay, if you want to get the jab, get the jab. If you don't, you're not comfortable with it, don't get the jab. That is not the narrative that happened. That isn't the narrative. So you can't sit here and say, well, we we made decisions off of the the, 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 the information given to us at the time. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, because it was mm-hmm. readily available, and you didn't stop for two seconds, even if it wasn't. You didn't even stop for two seconds to say, hey, is this something I should stop and think about doing first? Yeah. You just did it. Mm-hmm. And then Emily Alster goes on to talk about, well, the people who got it right for whatever reason, they may want to gloat. We shouldn't be gloating. We also shouldn't retreat uh, and feel defensive for having gotten it wrong. The discussions are heated, unpleasant, ultimately unproductive, blah, 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 blah. But she then says we have to put these fights aside and declare a pandemic amnesty. We can leave out the willful purveyors of actual misinformation while forgiving the hard calls that people had no choice but to make with imperfect knowledge. She's right on that. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem, though. Show me the willful, will, who's the willful, uh, willful purveyor of misinformation? Who is it? You would define it as me, right? You would define it as Steve Dace. You would define it as all of those types of people. Right. No, we told the truth. We also never advocated for a personal position one way or the other. I have told people exactly how I came to my decision. And I've been... Bru- right. 
I've been brutally honest about how um, professionally, personally, that's changed things. I had to come to grips with that, right? Because I knew the society in which we were living at the time. So be it. You don't want to be a friend to me? You, you, you've got a problem professionally with that? Go to hell. Don't care. You don't belong in my life because you don't really care. That's my point. Now, Los Angeles County closes beaches in the summer in 2020. Ex post facto, this makes no more sense than my family's masking hike, uh, masked hiking trips. But we have to learn from our mistakes and then let them go. We need to forgive the attacks too because I thought schools should reopen and argued that kids as a group were not at high risk. I was called a teacher killer and a genocide heir. It wasn't pleasant, but feelings were high, and I certainly don't need to dissect and rehash that time for the rest of my days. No, of course. Language is language, and heated language is heated language, and we can forgive language. But what I cannot forgive right now is not the language. It is the conditioning. It is the school closures. It is the killing of businesses. It is taking bank accounts. It is all of the things that we saw over the last two and a half, almost three years now, right? I, I can't forgive the actions right now. I can forgive the language. Language is language, right? But I cannot forgive the actions of Randy Weingarten, of Rochelle Lewinsky, of the CDC. I cannot forgive the actions that told us that Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson have no, no comeuppance coming. They get blanket amnesty. I cannot forgive the lie that was Operation Warp Speed. I cannot forgive right now these things. Why, Pat? The time for amnesty comes when, again, accountability is there. So no, I don't forgive. And I'm not going to forget. Because we have no idea, no earthly idea what we did. If it saves one life, remember that line, right? Right. Suddenly these people care about saving a life. Fast forward two years and they want to kill the babies, but hey, if it saves a life. Fine, whatever language you want to use. But you used it as a cudgel for control. You used it as a cudgel to oust people from polite and actual society. And we have no damn clue what we did to these kids. Other than we know that suicidality has increased in children. We know that children who are otherwise healthy have now got massive cases of myocarditis, right? We know that otherwise healthy 25, 30-year-old people are just suddenly dying. Sudden adult death syndrome, right? We got the sads going on here. We watched as Christian Erickson in 2021, after getting jabbed just to play in the European Championships, I can't think of a more poignant moment in, in telling the, the story of COVID and the reactions, right, to the shots into what's going on than watching Christian Erickson literally die in front of us only to luckily be saved, right? Literally on, on worldwide television, go down, completely healthy, past a physical, all of those things, right? No, no issues, no heart issues. Just go down, collapse, literally die and be saved. He was dead for seven minutes, Pat. And somehow was saved. It's a miracle we did not watch him actually die right in front of us. It's a miracle. And he is now playing at, still at the highest level, right? It's an absolute miracle what took place there. But this wasn't just a case of simple mistakes or we just didn't have the information. No, we did have the, most of the information. And the information we didn't have was information that would have been uh, 
hidden by Pfizer and Moderna, right? Information like, oh, we never tested the actual efficacy of uh, stopping transmission, which was the number one. And this is the other lie that Ben Shapiro has been touting, is that first it was about personal um, making sure that you didn't get sick, right? That was the number one thing. And then the number two thing was the transmission. You got it ass backwards. The government sold us in Operation Warp Speed and the Biden administration sold us on, this is going to stop transmission of the virus so you can't give it to anybody else and you can't get it. Then number two was, even if you did get it, it would stop you from getting sick. They continue to lie. The only answer here, Pat, the only answer, in my view, the only forgiveness that comes, comes from that accountability for these lies, because they were, for what they did to the children. We have no, again, no damn clue. This is a generational issue at this point, okay? We have an entire generation who have seen historic declines in reading, in math. We have no idea the consequences of this. None. We can't possibly know that. And oh, by the way, those students who are already were at a disadvantage, meaning those who um, have learning disabilities, those who don't have resources at home, don't have parents uh, involved in their education, right? Those students are getting it worse. What the hell do you think is going to happen to society 20 years from now? Right? When the, that, that eight-year-old becomes 28 years old, and is the the driver of of the engine, if you will, right? The person behind the wheel, because all you know, we're going to be in the retirement phase, right, Pat, or leaning that direction. We're not the driver anymore. We're in the passenger seat. What the hell? We have no idea, none. But we did know that these things were possible, and we did nothing to curtail them. So until we get that accountability. You can shove your amnesty straight up your candy ass, in the words of The Rock. In fact, the actual words are, turn that some bitch sideways and shove it straight up your candy ass. No. Nope. I'm, I'm not in a forgiving mood, and uh, again, until I hear Ben Shapiro say, I was wrong and I was wrong because I refused to do my own homework sorry sorry bro no forgiveness none because the excuse of I trusted the experts you're the person who's been railing against the experts forever. You're the person who told us, these are the same experts who told us about eugenics. These are the same experts who, uh, Margaret Sanger, right? But you trusted them here? Turns out that doctors don't know everything about medicine. More importantly, it turns out doctors don't know everything about what's good or bad for you. It turns out that, here's a great example, Pat. Again, I've, I've shared this story, and I want people to understand this. I was presenting symptoms that looked like arthritis, right? That looked like I was having issues with some sort of an autoimmune thing, right? What did my doctor do? Rather than running the appropriate test that would have figured this out right, right there and then, sent me to a rheumatoid, uh, rheumatologist, diagnosed me with rheumatoid arthritis, sent me down the, the path of pill after pill after pill until we got to, shit, this isn't working. Now you got to take biologics. At 38? How about all 
hell to the no. Um, the consequences of taking biologics are very serious to your life, right? So, oh, hell to the no. I went very simply to a different doctor, a functional medicine doctor, a doctor looking at the root causes of issues, not just the symptoms. And in one blood draw, figured it out. Oh, shit. You're allergic to potatoes and you've got a gluten intolerance. Um, not everything. And oh, by the way, the things that are mostly in gluten-free food, you can't have either. The blood that was drawn at the original doctor's office, if they would have run one test that they didn't run. They're not there to pay attention to that. They're there to shove you off into the next specialist, into the next system. They're not the experts on everything. And also, the tests were not also experts for me either, because there are certain things that I do and don't react to, even, even now. Everything changes. So you got to stay on top of it for yourself. Can I forgive the doctor and the rheumatologist for missing that test? Sure. I hope to God they learned something from it, and I've let them know in no uncertain terms. Dude, you, you literally almost decided to uh, alter my life for something that you were completely misguided about. It would be like, oh, I have pain in my right knee, so I'm going to take my left. What? That's why I go down this road of, I can't forgive until there's accountability. So no. And with that, Pat, um, do you want to play the beer not the bee? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's go ahead and do that then. All right, lay that headline on me at least once, if not twice. Besides COVID, here are 43 other things Democrats are requesting amnesty on. Besides COVID, here are 43 other things Democrats are requesting amnesty on. You son this, of a beach. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, if you haven't gone to coffeebrandcoffee.com yet, um, you should, because especially if you're here in the state of Utah today, um, I woke up this morning. It was uh, 55 degrees outside. Um, by noon today, it's going to be in the mid 30s. And if you're like me, you like to be warm and cozy and you don't like to be cold and all that sort of fun stuff, right? So I highly recommend getting their hot chocolate um, just to kind of warm you up a bit. Um, they've got a few different flavors over there. I've had the velvet chocolate and the marshmallows now. So good. So good. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. And enter the promo code critical thinking to get 5% off your purchase. Great thing about this company though, guys, is that it everything is is roasted on the spot. You know, and they they give you a bag of, of already roasted coffee um to to be able to uh yeah, it hasn't been sitting in a bin in for right, know, five right. days. Right, exactly. It's fresh. So all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code critical thinking, get 5% off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code critical thinking, get 5% off your purchase today. Besides COVID, there are 43 other things Democrats are requesting amnesty on. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. See, I could see this actually being true, but I'm going to go with uh, the Babylon B on this one. Uh, for $100 of Dominic Gizzle's money, thank you very much. Are you sure? No, but uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, you're, you're pretty sure it's pretty good. This is the Babylon Bee. After shattering countless lives with heavy-handed and unscientific COVID responses, the Democrats are now asking America to forget it and move on. Let's just pretend it never happened, shall we? Here are some other things Democrats want to forget their responsibility for. One, slavery. Two, Jim Crow laws. Three, <laughs> grooming children. Four, Ed Kennedy. Five, you two. Six, banning Dr. Seuss books. Seven, trying to shut down local business by Oberlin College with false accusations of racism. Eight, 
trying to shut down local business in Colorado with false accusations of homophobia. Nine, the DMV, Kale, Dr. Fauci, the rings of power. Um, Wait, why comedian, are they apologizing for that? What? Why do they need amnesty for the rings of power? Uh, have you not watched the rings of power? It's an absolutely amazing television show. Apparently it wasn't. I haven't seen it all yet. Apparently it's not very Tolkien and kind of woke. Not at all. Really? Okay. Hell no. Okay. I don't know. But it anyway, one comedian. Greatest, I will, all I'm going to say to you, Pat, is if you have not seen it, you need to. And it is one of the greatest swerves of all time. Okay. It, fair enough. It is one of the greatest plot swerves I have ever seen. I've seen the first couple episodes, but uh, the wife is willing to go back and watch the Lord of the Rings first before we uh, watch wife those. Hates these kinds of shows, and she insisted on watching this almost all the way through. By like every Friday, we had to watch this these episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every Friday. My wife hates Star Wars. We were watching this together. How about that? Anyway, uh, comedian Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. the term comedian. President Andrew Jackson, yeah. the, Indian removal, the, the Indian Removal Act of Tales of Tre- Tears, mm-hmm. gluing themselves to things, keto cereal, turning, turning the frogs gay, <laughs> $5 coffee, Turn the frickin making gay. Obama's birth certificate, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, killing Jeffrey Epstein, Michael Moore, not killing Michael Moore. <laughs> Peanut butter that you have to stir. The the term the personal is po- political. The KKK, kale again, homeless crisis, fatherless homes, Facebook metaverse, $7 coffee, the invention of taxation, encouraging early decorating for Christmas as a scheme to make people annoyed with the holiday. The song, Do, you, do They Know It's Christmas? Saying happy holidays to de- in deliberate act of to murder Christmas. Soccer. Hey. <laughs> Calories and cholesterol. Electric cars. Burning down cities and murdering 19 people during the summer of love. Trying every day to destroy the whole Western civilization. And finally, Hillary Clinton. Can we go to the ele- the electric car thing real quick? I have a very big bone to pick with le- the right on this one. It, it is uh-huh. very popular to shit all over electric vehicles, right? And EVs. Can I ask a very simple question? The combustion engine when it came out, were you yeah. going to be that person? Oh, the horse and buggy. <laughs> you stupid combustion engine people. They don't work all the time. It's a newer technology. It's going to take a while for it to perfect right. itself. Here's the, the reality of, of the situation, though, folks. Yeah, you're you're right. Right now, the EVs are not as economical or, more importantly, not as environmentally friendly as they're being sold. I understand that point. There's a difference between that and shitting on the car. Because guess what? The vast majority of them are amazing vehicles. From a technology standpoint, from a horsepower standpoint, from a safety standpoint, other than the, you know, um, occasional catching on fire situation. But uh, but it's crash stability and some of those things. They're right. amazing advancement. Are they all the way there? No, of course. Give it, give it but 20 do you understand that the, the combustion mm-hmm. engine necessarily wasn't all the way there until about the 1960s? It took 70, 80, 90 years for that to happen. Now, could it take yeah. that long for this? Probably not. It's probably going to take another 10-ish years, probably, for that to happen. But to to just, I don't understand this this nature to shit all over them. I really don't. I don't, either. I don't get it either. I it, think they're cool. Is the infrastructure, you can have your druthers with the infrastructures there. Why are you pushing this? Well, here's the reality of the situation. It's going to go there whether you like it or not. Here's the reality of the situation. These are where these companies are going. Hmm. Now, the government has a hand in that, in increasing the speed at which that's happening, and that can be an issue because these companies are not necessarily there. The infrastructure is not necessarily – I understand all of those complaints. Those complaints matter. But to sit there and suggest that Tesla is not one of the coolest things on the planet right now, 
you haven't stepped behind, you haven't gotten in behind the wheel of one of those. But trust me, it's unbelievable. If you get a hold of a Tesla and you can go to zero to 60 in less than three seconds, that's a life-changing <laughs> situation for most people. Okay. Uh, these are amazing advances in technology. Just as the combustion engine was a major advancement from the horse and freaking buggy. Come on. We, we can't be the people of, of we can't ever progress. Like that, that just cannot be us. We can use the past to inform the future, but the future is not the past. Correct. Aye, 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 aye. Okay, so we, we got the, the major uh, WTF stories out of the way, but we got some minor ones here, Pat. Um, you want Pennsylvania Joe or Pennsylvania Fetterman? Let's start with Joe. Um, let's do this. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And, uh, think of Iraq because that's where my son died. The, uh, because he died. The, uh, but the point is, What? Again? One time, maybe I understand it, right? Because he's going through some issues. What, voice? And like, like a month? Yeah. Uh, uh, what? His son died of cancer! Here in the United States of America, and he didn't get that cancer because he was in Iraq. Also, I believe his son barely even served in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it was uh, one of the shortest tours of duty of all time. Also, is there still a war in Iraq? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. Secondly, um. What what? How do you get from inflation to my son Bo dying in in Iraq? It went from one incoherent thought to another incoherent thought. Um, thirdly, Mike Judge, Mike Judge, if you're listening to this program or anybody knows Mike Judge that is listening to this program, for the love of all things holy, you need an entire Beavis and Butthead episode where it is just Beavis playing the president. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, he literally looks the part and you, you just have that <laughs> incoherent moment. <laughs> TV for my bang hole. I, you know what I mean? Like, you just, you have to do it. Mike Judge, please, for the love of all things holy. Now, it gets worse. It gets worse with, uh, with Biden. Oh, boy. Just, can, you're going to have to interpret this for me, Pat. Well, if anybody think if we're doing it for the first time now in the 20, 21st century, Going into the 20s, from the 20th century, going into the second quarter of the 21st century, that we'd say 12 years is enough? I think 12 years is enough in the, going into 20, 30, 40, 50? 20th century, 20th century, 12 years, 30, 40, 50, 20th century. That's what he said. Now, okay, so a clip could be taken out of context all the time, right? Right. But generally speaking, if you're giving a stump speech, right? If you're if you're there to help Charlie Crist, like generally speaking, I should be able to understand. I should be able to pick up that clip and go, "Oh, he's talking about this." What in the incoherent bullshit is that? Also, we're in the year 2022, which means. 22 years, not 12, you dumbass. I, I, Pat, and I, I said this to you, not jokingly yesterday. Where the hell is the line for the American people to say enough is enough? Get his ass out of office. Do we have to get to the point where we just start storming? Uh, oops, shouldn't use that word. Where we uh, peacefully protest 
right outside the White House every single day in the millions? Do we have to get to the point of where, um, by the way, in Brazil, the story the media is not going to tell you, um, there are millions upon millions of people out in the streets protesting the election results there, believing that the socialist ex-con stole the election. Imagine that. Mm, 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 mm. Um, but because he's Donald Trump of South America, he, 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 he stopped the steal, right? Here comes January 6th all over again. Except for there's evidence that this was really actually being stolen. And and would it shock you or surprise you that in Brazil there's election shenanigans? No. 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 Not, not, not at all. Not at nope. all. No. Nope. Um, what? I, I'm honestly asking this question. America. Americans. When have you seen enough? When do you start demanding, uh, no, you, you, you don't get the nukes. You don't get to make... Uh, life and death decisions for my child who's in the military. And by the way, this is why I say right now, I would never want my child, if I had one, to go into the military because I can't trust the people that are in the positions of power to do right by them. The VA is all screwed up. Still is. And Trump tried to correct some of it, but there's only so much that Trump could have done or, or Congress could have done in that short amount of time. I just, where's your line? Where do you say, hey, uh, no, this doesn't, no, 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 no. You need to, you need to step away from office, back away from the nuclear codes. You don't get to push the button. You don't get to send people to war because you are dangerously riddled with dementia. If that's not the line, what is? It, because it's very clear that Kamala is not going to do anything. I'm surprised he didn't push him off the stage um, earlier this week. Did you see that? I think this yeah. is the same event, right? Where he he couldn't figure out how to get off stage. Mm -hmm. And and that happened. Yeah. And, and Kamala's like, ah! I'm surprised she didn't just push him. I, I mean, oops. Little hip check while pretending to try to grab him. I, I'm surprised that didn't happen. The guy doesn't even know where he is when he's on stage, let alone what he's saying, what he's doing. This is worse than FDR, as far as I'm concerned, because at least in the FDR era, it was about projecting strength to the enemy. At least it was it was attempting to hide weakness because we knew that we had an enemy at the gate, right? And he could still lead. He was still mentally competent. Mm. What the... Now, I also happen to think FDR was one of the most power-hungry. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's in my top three of worst. Mm. Probably along the lines of Andrew Jackson and Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. I could argue Kennedy also belongs there. Although, ironically, Kennedy sounds like a Republican today if you listen to his speeches from the 60s. True. Also true. But um, that notwithstanding, America... I ask this very simple question. Where in the hell is your line? Speaking of which, um, we, we teased this at the open, Pat. John Fetterman mm. has an explanation of inflation for you. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Well, let's talk about inflation because that's a big concern for voters. What do you think the biggest cause of inflation is? And should the Biden administration be doing more? No, I, I just do. I, I think the, uh, that simply is also, Leah, yeah, that's, Talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well. True, you know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit, and and now th they still want to support those as well. True, I think in terms of being very serious about uh, addressing inflation is is making sure that those rates are brought back into a line with what they they should have been, uh, where they're able to uh, fight uh, the, the the deficit. He speaks coherent Joe Biden. I'll give him that. For real, that's true. I, I, you notice how they cut away from the, the, the double shot there? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they started noticing Don the Lemon going, 
like going through his mental roll decks of what the hell is going on. And they didn't want to show that on air. Um, this is also coming from the campaign pat that just magically had this high definition, either phone or camera in the middle of rural ass. And I mean, rural ass, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, just happened to capture a, a sign of Fetterman's just, just burning. Just randomly caught that, right? Mm-hmm. What are the chances that uh, that somebody had the ability to not take a cell phone video of this because this was high death. This was this was not a late at night uh, attempt at a no no no. There was a light shining on it and and everything. It, you didn't call the police because this could have caused a fire everywhere else, right? You didn't do that. You 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 filmed it. Sure, I'm gonna believe that that was uh, just just a terrible, terrible incident of Republican sabotage, right? You, you mean like the uh, left wing loon pro abortion crowd that uh, actually firebombed multiple uh, pregnancy centers in Madison and elsewhere, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure, right. It, but the 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 amount of vandalism and violence and what the f- yeah yeah I, again america what's your line how anybody can watch fetterman or biden but especially fetterman at this point and say you know what the, we need that is literally beyond i don't even care about his politics i don't care that he's an avowed socialist i don't care that he's a member of the democratic socialist of america i don't even care about that I can't even get to his issues. I can't even get there because I can't even understand a damn thing that he's talking about saying it is very clear that he's not competent. It is very clear that whatever the hell happened in his stroke took his cognitive abilities, his auditory abilities. They they want us to believe that this is an auditory issue only, right? No, it's not. It's his ability to comprehend what somebody else is saying, yes, that can be auditory, but then also process the information and cognitively come up with an answer. That's not auditory. Auditory is not, I don't know the words that are coming out of my mouth. That is a lack of cognition. And with that, Pat, your final words on this show, what the fire truck? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And on the second day of Andrew's birth month, he gets for me a rock and a candy ass. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. I don't know if I like that gift. And as always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.